Welcome to Godwell, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, Hak Jahan Moon, an anthology. Book 3, Part 3, Section 16, The Mission of America and God's Providence from the Viewpoint of the History of Human Civilization. This speech was given at the Peace Starts With Me Hyojung Cultural Festival on July 15, 2017 at Madison Square Garden, New York. Esteemed ladies and gentlemen, ambassadors for peace, academic and political leaders, ACLC pastors, Family Federation blessed families, and future leaders in the Youth Federation. Today I will talk about the mission of America and God's providence from the viewpoint of the history of human civilization. God's Will and Christian History When we look at the world today, we see that there is a plague of war, religious conflict, ideological discord, and natural disasters. When we know of seven million children dying from such unspeakable tragedies, can we find hope for our future? No matter where a religion begins or what reason it has for beginning, the goal must be the same. The goal is to know God. The Creator God, who is the owner of the original universe, created the world and created a man and a woman to become our first ancestors. God gave them a special growth period, during which they were to learn how to take responsibility. Heaven's hope was for Adam and Eve to grow beautifully with absolute love and absolute obedience and to receive God's blessing to become the true parents of humankind. Unfortunately, during their growth period, Adam and Eve developed a heart of greed. That is what brought about the state of humankind today. Because the almighty, all-powerful God created human beings in accordance with the principle of creation, human beings themselves had to make their own way to victory. Yet, for those unaware of God, Inheriting heaven's will has not been easy. God chose the Israelites and tried to achieve his will through them. Throughout the long period of 4,000 years, God strove to indemnify the original sin from the individual level to the societal level. Meanwhile, he promised that he would send the Savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and he did. However, what happened? Jesus was born as God's only begotten Son. In the beginning, God created a man and a woman. Since Jesus is a man, he needed to meet a woman. Mary, Zechariah's family, Jewish leaders, and the people of Israel generally should have prepared for this. But they did not fulfill their responsibilities. Jesus could not fulfill God's will alone. He had no choice but to die on the cross, and under those circumstances, he said he would come again. He said he would return and hold the marriage supper of the Lamb. The history of the Christian Church began with resurrection through the work of the Holy Spirit, and its believers await the returning Lord. However, in the beginning the Christian Church suffered from extreme persecution and misunderstanding. Three hundred years later, Christianity received official recognition in Rome, then in all of the Italian peninsula, and then across the European continent, all the way to Britain, an island nation. The era of the Atlantic civilization developed with the British Empire in the center, and it spread Christianity throughout the world. Yet, Christians did not understand Jesus' essence. They did not fully understand God's providence, and in the end, their civilization lost its position and was forced to retreat. Consequently, today's modern civilization pursues the development of a material civilization rather than that of a moral civilization. Meanwhile, in the 17th century, King James of England commissioned an English version of the Bible. This brought about a new religious movement, the representative nation of which is America. Heaven established America as a blessed nation to prepare the foundation for the Lord, who said he would come again. 
Within the short span of 200 years, America became one of the world's most powerful nations. This was possible because it had God's blessing. Jesus said he would come again. He could not establish the true parents of humankind by coming only in the Spirit. He needed to come in a physical body. In that case, since he said he would come and hold the marriage supper of the Lamb, the birth of God's only begotten daughter needed to occur within the Christian cultural sphere. Once a people, nation, or central figure fails to fulfill their responsibility, God does not use them again. This is because they have come to owe indemnity for not fulfilling that responsibility. Through history, we know what kind of indemnity others already have paid. Heaven chose the Han people in Asia, and in 1943, centered on the foundation of Christianity, God's only begotten daughter was born. In 1945, Korea gained liberation from Japanese occupation, but with it, Korea soon was split into North Korea and South Korea, communist and democratic, respectively. The North's communists, under a single system, were ready to invade the South. At the time, the South's Democrats had not yet established their own system. However, just as God established a period of growth according to the principle of creation, God's only begotten daughter, who already had been born, also needed a growth period. God could not leave her in a dangerous area and thus guided her to South Korea. It was after she had arrived safely in South Korea that the Korean War broke out on June 25, 1950. At the time, South Korea had no power to face North Korea. Yet, like a miracle, the UN rallied 16 nations to Korea's aid, and good people shed blood. Today's South Korea is the fruit of its democracy. Throughout all this, heaven could wait no longer to solve global problems, and the time came for the advent of true parents. Hence, the true parents appeared in 1960. The Christian realm, however, did not create an environment for them. True parents' every move had to begin from the bottom up. Thus, they completed the marriage blessing of 430 couples who could represent a people. In the meantime, America, blessed by heaven, was in decline, and in 1971, true parents came to the United States. Healing and restoring all the problems in America became a priority. Many righteous people and many young people followed Reverend Moon, but reckless politicians who did not understand tried to chase him out of America. As a result, True Father went to prison in Danbury. If it were not for True Parents' mission, there would have been no need for them to come to America. However, because they were the True Parents, because their mission was to save America and guide the whole world to God, True Father shed blood, sweat, and tears for America for 40 years, and he endured incarceration in Danbury. America was supposed to take responsibility as a nation that had been blessed in relation to heaven's providence, but it was suffering from so much individualism family breakdown, and youth problems that one could not bear to look one minute into America's future. It was also facing the threat of communism. True Father believed that saving America was the way to save the world. Therefore, he told a famous professor of political science to declare the coming collapse of communism. That was in 1985. What happened? Communism fell five years later. That was not all. True Parents brought 3,000 young people from a communist environment, the Soviet Union, to the United States and educated them. As a result, these people were able to protect their nation from communism's threats. Even without the cooperation of any nation, let alone that of America, True Parents overcame unspeakable and indescribable difficulties. It took more than 50 years to reach the point where we are today. During that time, the Family Federation has established blessed families in more than 120 nations. Become one with true parents and be a light to the world.
Fallen human beings cannot return to God on their own. They need to receive engrafting by the true parents, who among all people have achieved victory. That is the marriage blessing offered by the Family Federation. When this nation and the world become filled with blessed families, God's dream, humankind's hope, true parents' hope, and the one human family's hope can become reality. That day is not far away. True parents blessed Korea and Japan as the central nations of the providence and America as the eldest son nation. These three nations need to unite, and, on the foundation of a revolution of the culture of filial heart, we need to begin the era of the Pacific Rim civilization from Asia. When the footsteps of blessed families and young people of the Youth Federation across the five oceans and six continents become sparks and lights in front of the world, 7.4 billion people will flock in unison toward those lights. We need to create such an environment. A world of genuine freedom, equality, peace, unity, and happiness is not far off. When all of you gathered here today become one with true parents and practice living for the sake of others with true love toward those around you, your tribe, your church, and your nation, we can build a united world with our own hands. Ladies and gentlemen here today, I hope that all of you will unite with me and become sparks that light up this dark world and guide people to God's bosom. God bless America. May this country, blessed by God, truly uphold that statement. May you never forget that essence and, with redoubled courage, become lights in the world. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of Who is True Mother? Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund. To donate, visit godable.org.